A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? This is my turn to intro. So welcome back everyone to another episode of Swiftish. We are back to report on all things Taylor Swift. I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. Yes. And unfortunately, you're not the real Taylor Swift reporter. Uh, We're (laughs) basically just (laughs) irrelevant at this point now that they have an official TS correspondent. We're knockoff. I know. I think we would do a better job, honestly. Like, I'm sorry. He's a fan. Like, I get it. A dream job for him. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. in the year of our Lord, 2023, like the year of girlhood, the year of Barbie, Mm -hmm. the year of the heiress the year of Beyonce, we're hiring a man. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I just – it doesn't sit right in my soul. And that's not to diminish – Him. Him. But also, I did not like his video um, application. Well, let's – Let's rewind. <laughs> Dial back. Because some people don't know exactly, you know, because we have we had a comment where people are new Swifties. This has yes. been in the news, but let's yes. let's take a step back. Yes, please, please. Um, keep so, me in line. <laughs> yes. And you keep me in line too, because we know how often I mess up. So no. Gannett, Gannett, which is a publication, they were hiring for a full-time Taylor Swift reporter back yeah. in September. They had hundreds of applications. People were uh, sending in their their reels of you know why they sh- why they should be the the Taylor Swift reporter. We had Miss Lauren Lipman who has come on the podcast before. She applied. Brian West, who is now the official Taylor Swift reporter, applied, and Lauren Lipman got to top eight. So did Brian. And they ultimately made the decision to go with Brian. And when the news was announced, Variety publicized this news. There was a lot of criticism and backlash. Lauren was really gracious. She showed her her reel that she put, which was really great because she has, let's be honest, she has been the online Taylor Swift reporter forever. Like she's done the videos. Like she's She's very well known. She didn't get it, but a male got it. And she was really gracious. And she's like, I'm so happy. Let's not give him hate. I love Lauren. She's the nicest person. I yeah, would not totally. have felt like that. I yeah. would not have felt like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is obviously I'm not like saying go harass him or tell him he's mm-hmm. bad at his job. Like it's fine. It's more and, speaking to larger trends yeah. of and like, he's played the man, you know. Let's he's let's roll he's tape. done this. He's done this before. So he has. He's an Emmy awarded journalist from Arizona. He has the background. He's not my cup of tea when it comes to a reporter. Like the way he even just comes to a natural reporter. I watch some of his stuff. Like good for the him. He's he's great. <laughs> but he, I would have rathered Lauren or somebody else. I don't know who all made it to the top eight, but. Uh, there are a lot of opinions, both in the industry. So people who are journalists, they were actually wondering like, okay, okay, let's step back for one second. I <laughs> wanted to, I wanted to be a journalist in college. Yeah. I did. That was my major. But then I was like, oh, I'm poor. I'm going to go be a nanny. And then the rest was history. <laughs> so the journalists are wondering like, okay, could an actual Swifty really be biased on reporting about Taylor Swift. So in the industry, that's what they're thinking. And in the Variety article, Brian likened being a Swifty and reporting on Taylor Swift to sports reporters, being fans of the teams that they were reporting on. And that even that comment got a lot of backlash (laughs) because one sports reporter said, any sports journalist will tell you the number one rule of sports journalism is no cheering in the press box. (laughs) Another one said, giving the job to a full stand rather than someone who's capable of being critical of one of the most powerful people in the pop culture. So there, he was just saying that that was, that that's not equivalent. Yeah. Although, although Taylor, so sad to report that he, and me too, he did, he has criticized. It's nice to have a friend. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. So. I'm so sorry. Um, that's so really tell hard. Me, 
tell me how, because the other side, he got a lot of backlash, backlash from Swifties. You know, both sides were saying that it should be a woman. So tell me, you sent me a reel. I know you have lots of feeling about, you know, being so sick, you know, if you're, you know, of all of this, if you're running <laughs> as fast as you can, but you would only get there quicker if you're a man. So yeah. I don't remember what reel I sent you, but I, I mean, yeah, in the end, like this is not, this is not real journalism. And I don't think like they're trying to spin that. It's just that there's so much news. It's better to just have one person in charge of it, handling it. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out because the way I understand it is he is writing and those pieces will go to different news um outlets outlets so it's like kind of interesting kind of weird it's it's definitely giving fanboy vibes like it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't necessarily trust him to be you know unbiased but it's also like when you're reporting on taylor swift's general movement like how unbiased do you have to be right like it's like oh taylor went to dinner with a you know uh (laughs) Gigi hadid like what you know so it'll be interesting to see how much is just like informational reporting and more like thoughtful think pieces, hit pieces, whatever you want to call them, like profiles or whatnot. Do you know I, yeah. who should be the Taylor Swift reporter? Who? If we want someone, you know, on the opposite side. I yeah. mean, sadly, this is a, a white male, but uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. It'd be colorful. I mean, this is really just like, it's just, it's good press because Mm -hmm. now people are paying attention to them. Like, it's like, it's a nothing. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe it'll turn into something really important. Beyonce just, they just hired, USA Today just hired one for Beyonce as well. So it's like a new trend. I don't, I don't know. I didn't look into it. Um, But yeah, I think generally it's like eye roll. Of course, it's a dude because who are the hiring team? Like, you know, I just think big picture, like, they said that they weren't going to be dis- they weren't going to be discriminating when hiring for this role. Well, of course they're not going to say that. <laughs> it's called an unconscious bias. No, but that's why they picked the males because they didn't want to discriminate against the males when there are so oh, many yeah. female so- Swifties. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The odds I mean, just were not is, in his favor. <laughs> this is a six from what it was publicized back in September, a six figure job. Yeah, for and- sure. In my mind, I thought he would be – I thought he'd be at the Ares tour this week. Yeah, I know. It's confusing. It, it does just feel kind of like a – it doesn't – it's not like a real <laughs> – I feel rude. Like I'm not trying to say like it's not a real job or it's just like puff pieces. But it's like – it's so nebulous that it's hard to imagine like how thorough this will be. Like this isn't going to be like – you know, in Ted Lasso, Trent Krim from the Independent, mm-hmm. like following them around, being like in on everything. Like it's not an insider source. Yeah, it's just someone to report on relevant news. Which, which, yes, I know, but I just assumed, you know, wouldn't be rubbing elbows with Taylor, wouldn't be backstage, but would be at the shows reporting on like live. <laughs> How Travis Kelsey, you know, was in was next to Papa Swift yeah. in the VIP box of night yeah. two. Like I thought that would be relevant. Like honestly, the reason why I didn't apply because I would have gotten it was because I was like, oh, I can't leave my daughter yeah, for yeah. a year. Too much travel, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> Even I have my limits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I haven't followed him. I I don't know what he's reported this week so far. I don't follow him. I have a lot of people, you know, Instagram always will like pop stuff up based on what you've talked about, what you've liked, what you've read. And he popped up. So I just went over to his profile and he had done his first reporting and it was fine. It it was fine. I don't know hate to him, but it'll be interesting to see if he does. Well, he had hate for us because his little audition tape was like, here's a, here's Mm. a good article. Um, The most what was it? The most overdone, the most basic costumes, mm-hmm. the worst costumes at the era's tour. And he was like, I hate the Bejeweled t-shirt. I hate the Junior Jewels t-shirt. You guys are basic. You guys are lame. And it's like, <laughs> sir, 
who asked you? (laughs) Which, which also ties to the fact that like, I feel from like a female perspective, you know, those are something that's very near and dear to us. I've even seen males wear the junior jewel stuff. Like it's, it's something that's, I guess, so cliche in in the fandom, but it's something that people really resonate with. Also, people don't have the money, the time, the the energy because they have a regular life to go mm-hmm. and, you know, custom make a costume. Mm-hmm. Like, you want something fun and quick? There yeah. you go. Who cares what you wear? I know. I know. I think there's an easy way to spin it, which would have been like the most popular, you know? It's like mm-hmm. it's all about your angle and he just went negative, which I don't like. But Which that's what he wanted to show. He wanted to yeah. show that he could be – an unbiased critical reporter. <laughs> yes, critical of the fans and of Taylor Swift. You know, then he should have done his little like buzzy video about like gas emissions from Taylor Swift's jets. Like if she if he wants to be critical and yeah. prove he's not biased, then like don't drag, you know, a bunch of women who show up to their favorite wearing a costume that's well that's recognizable for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's called iconic. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's my rant. Um, yes. Anyways. Um, well, how yeah. – so, you know, I think the last time we talked was about 1989 TV. Yes. Uh, my daughter, personally, because we've listened to it a lot, been able to digest it a lot, she loves Taylor. She – she. I think I've texted you. She <laughs> only wants to listen to Taylee or – so cute. Tay-Tay and her most requested songs and – by most requested, I mean she will throw a fit if we're listening to any other Taylor Swift song or any other song in the car. And let me see if you can you can uh, decode it. So it's – I'm trying to say it like she did. Siley and Shaaf. Those two songs. Siley and Shaaf. <laughs> Style. Mm-hmm. And Shake It Off. Yes. Ah! <laughs> Those two songs. Because at first, she would just say, Tay-Tay. So I'd play any song. Yeah. And then she would scream. And so then I'd be like, style? And she'd be like, yes. What and a queen. Such I taste. Know. Such taste. <laughs> and and I've been able to listen to some of it. I've been trying to diversify her on 1989 yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. So we listened to Bad Blood a few times. She let me listen to Bad Blood. <laughs> and Blake's so cute. And Blank Space. And the one thing that I found in Blank Space that really bugs me, and I don't know, I don't think it's the same, is the the clicking imitation she does. Like, I don't like, I don't, I feel like it's, it's off. It, maybe it's something I made it up in my head, but I feel like it's, it's off and it's not as prominent. Mm, I'll have to listen to it again. I can't remember. But no, I mean, 1919 turned out to be her biggest yes. album debut of her career, which Ever. is wild. Which is absolutely wild. She sold 1.5 million units, which is probably because she did 17 different versions of it. But she's always thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then um, she debuted at number one with the song we're covering today, Is It Over Now? Mm -hmm. As well as like, I think... Eight other there, slots? Yeah. She had eight slots and two of them were by other artists, but she had like yeah. eight slots. And a lot of those were songs that we've already yeah. heard of, we've already listened, which I yeah. am I'm impressed because I know. Like, 1989 was her biggest album when she released it to date back yeah. in 2014. So then you, t- almost 10 years later. I know. Absolutely wild. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see like how reputation goes because I feel like it will be a vindicating moment for her after yeah. it was sort of panned on its original release and now <sighs> there's this like hunger for it and just the crowd fervor when that set happens on tour yeah. and even Jack Antonoff has talked recently about like how it was misunderstood when it first came out. So I feel like everyone was expecting not by the like, critics and people. Oh, I know. But yeah, yeah, not us, not us. We got it. <laughs> we got it immediately. Um, but I know people were like, oh my gosh, she's gonna announce, she's gonna announce reputation. Like she's gonna drop reputation Sunday night. And it's like, no, 
she is going to do this again. If she can sell 1.5 million units of a album that is 10 years old and break records and get attention for it and have a ton of praise thrown at it, she's definitely going to do that again for Reputation. So. Now, the reason why people thought that Reputation was going to be released on Sunday night, November 10th, was because Reputation was released on November 10th in 2017. So that's where that tie came from. And there's tons of math going into it, like uh, 2000 and some odd days. So people had like did the math, surmised that that's what it was going to be. But alas, it's not. She has been giving maybe a little nod to maybe reputation will be the next one on her tour outfit some people are thinking that she's been doing but I'm also wondering if maybe she just wanted to switch up some of the looks so who knows what's going to happen with reputation it'll be great I am excited for her to end on Taylor Swift though because she's reclaimed her 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 name I'm excited for her rep I think it's gonna be reputation (laughs) and I am just excited for those freaking vault songs like Will we get songs about Calvin Harris or will she just completely <laughs> just exit out? Like what? I don't know. I know. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was kind of funny because everyone, her first, she started her tour up again. She's in mm-hmm. Argentina and um, her first night she comes out in a new pink bodysuit, a new pink blazer for the lover set. Yeah. And then people are like, oh my gosh, the Midnight's outfit is black, but it's one she's worn before. So she has, she definitely has. And it's just like a dark, dark, dark blue. Like in certain lights, you can see the blue, but it does look black. And so during that section, right? She put on the blazer for the man. Yeah. For the pink, for the pink one. It's yeah. And then the second night she did a black and pinstripe blazer. First night was pink, which no one had any theories for how that (laughs) fit in, but happy for them. No, some people are like, oh, do you see the little dark speckles in her pink outfit? There's black in the pink outfit. <laughs> I saw that. Okay. I know. I, I didn't okay. – you guys, I did not – I need to rephrase that. I saw those posts. Yeah, I yeah, did not yeah. You did see. not see the speckles. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but I saw while she was about to do her surprise songs, the crowd started chanting reputation. Like very loudly. And it, she was like – and then she just Weird. launched into um, now go stand in a corner and think about what she did. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, maybe She's like, I will – maybe tomorrow night I'll play Endgame yeah. Reputation. Yeah. Um, at the, it, well, one thing we're also – I don't want to skip over, but it is in relation maybe to the Eras tour is while – on tour, she did find out that she was nominated for six Grammy. Oh, yeah, award. busy week. Yes, and she topped the record previously held by Paul McCartney and Lionel Richie, and even herself <laughs> for the Song of the Year nomination. So she's oh. the first songwriter in the Grammy history to get seven nominations in this category. Wow, so, happy yep. for her. I know, I know. So six, and we'll see. I think the Grammys are on February 4th. But she she was really cute because when she was on the piano, I think it was before Champagne, Champagne. Problems, she was like thanking the fans, saying that that's why she was able to do it. And she was like, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> cheering. And then she kind of did a little dance and said, I love you all. And it was it's just been really cute. There's been a lot of fun moments in Argentina yeah, a lot of love and I'm bombing. so <laughs> I'm so sad because I tried to get tickets for Argentina. I was like in the oh, really? queue for like ten hours. It was <laughs> so hard to get tickets for Argentina, um, and I feel like I missed out. You could have been there, but you. But I don't know. Maybe I would have not been able there to be there because on was it Saturday night? She or no, she canceled Friday night's show because of a really bad thunder and lightning storm. Yeah, and she rescheduled it to Sunday. Yeah. And one of the airlines, Latin Airlines, they feel this pressure of Taylor Swift. You know, Taylor Swift is changing everything in all the industries. They waived change a flight fee, same day change, like any fees that were associated mm. to Taylor Swift's. Like if someone wanted to stay until Monday to go right. to that Sunday show, they waived all those fees. They're Aww. giving people seats at the same cost that they bought them. But, nice. you know, I might've had to leave and not have seen Taylor Swift. That would have been dramatic. So yeah. That would have been sad. I know. Um, 
because yeah it was a big week uh, everyone was like oh friday is travis kelsey in the house he wasn't but she played in game and she Labyrinth. played um yes well she played or no the very, she played, the very yeah, first yeah, yeah, night yeah, yeah, and labyrinth right. and that's during right. labyrinth when she's saying that the plane was going down how'd you turn <laughs> it back around a freaking airplane flew over yeah very like, iconic Yes. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, look, she's so in love. Like she's telling us, look at how happy she is compared to the start of the tour, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then Travis Kelsey came to the next night. He came in the next night. Yeah. uh, The the two days later, we knew that he was in Argentina. It had been publicized and, you know, rumors that he was going to join her on tour. He was going to be there with her and who knew if it was right. But then he was – they went to dinner in Argentina the week of the show. Everyone's mm-hmm. like – that's why everyone thought he was going to be there on Friday or on Thursday, but then on Saturday he shows up. And I yeah. have to say, I don't – I know it was Gucci, but I just don't like some of the outfits he wears. No, he's a full clown. He has the weirdest yeah. style. <laughs> some some of the outfits I'm like, yes, he that looks good. He loves a weird good. set, yeah. Yeah. So, he's but, like a toddler boy shopping at Zara. Like that's, yes. that's the vibes I get. <laughs> but spending – spending thousands of dollars and i'm like you uh, don't wear that but yeah. you know he <laughs> seems their own exactly. yeah <laughs> he seems really supportive of taylor he was in the vip box with papa swift who was wearing a chief's lanyard he yeah. is n- everyone knows that papa swift is a huge eagles fan so mm. that was giving you know the little sign yeah. to everybody yeah. but and he even during the archer our Argentinian fans were holding up the We Will Stay signs, and so was Travis. Okay, you guys, Shelby is laughing and looking just very bashed. I want your opinion. What's, what is No, I on? just, no, it's cute. It's just cheesy to me. It's just cheesy. It's like Taylor Swift is singing to a crowd of 70,000 people. You already mm-hmm. paid her. We don't need to, like, make her feel better about herself. Oh, so it's not Travis that you're, like, Okay. No, it's the fan. You know, it's it's my bad. I don't. I'm not gonna yuck okay. someone's yum. It's just to yeah. me, it's like a little bit. It's like she's fine. It, it's the same thing with the Taylor. You'll be fine. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I will not participate in this. <laughs> Part of me thinks that they're like, okay, yeah, Taylor's gonna see it, but also, like, if I'm the person who's creating this, we will stay thing. Like, maybe I'm gonna get a lot of likes, a lot of follows, yeah. a lot of retweets. A, a, are they called retweets or re-Xs? re I don't X X repost X again. Double X. I think, I think they're calling them posts, <laughs> like reposted. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I also think it's for them too. No, and it's and it's very sweet. Like it's a sweet yeah. idea. They're having a good time. They're feeling very earnest and in love and showing their support. And girlhood is mm-hmm. great. So I love that. Um yeah. but yeah, no, that was the it was a, the night things changed. Um Taylor. <laughs> literally changed <laughs> yeah he was he was seen dancing having a good time everyone was excited and then during the closing of the show she changed the lyrics seemingly unbeknownst to anyone um from karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me to karma is the guy on the chiefs coming straight home to me yeah what do we think of that i can't tell you what i think I, I think I think you can. I think uh, if you're if people are listening to our podcast, hmm. you know they know that we have unbiased opinions. <laughs> I could have been the reporter. Um, yes. No, I mean my first reaction was that that is cringy. That's that is that I cannot. That is embarrassing <laughs> to me personally. Mm-hmm. I feel like I saw a tweet somewhere that was like. For a man? Like, I just, that's how I feel about it. It's like, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's like, that's part of Taylor Swift's, like, you know, she loves love. She loves being in love. She loves, like, she just oozes this earnestness, and that's like her brand. And so, like, good for her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she found, mm-hmm. she had a moment to do something, and she did it. And it surprised her dancers. Did it surprise Travis and Scott? I don't know. They seemed pretty prepared for it. Cameras out, spotlight on, ready to hear it. But hey, maybe I'm just jaded. <laughs> but I think overall it's like it's like cute, whatever. I'm glad it's not a permanent change. It seemed more like a playful sort of like joke in 
the best reading of it was just like because she laughed too like yeah. she was kind of like karma is the chief like yeah. she like yeah or karma's a guy like she like you could hear her giggle when yes. she was said the chiefs like yeah. it was definitely yeah. like yeah a yeah. fun little moment so on on the most like generous level i'm like yeah she's just young she's just like in that Mm -hmm. honeymoon stage she's just love she's just like happy to be happy and so i get that and i enjoy that and she's happy that there's a guy who will let her shine as bright as she possibly can yeah and does it benefit him we've talked about this yeah i mean definitely her 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 saying the chiefs there's so many articles about him now his name his name here 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 there everywhere so well, yeah, the subscribers yeah. to his podcast have yeah. like doubled. You know, his jerseys. Like, there's a lot yeah. of proof that it's beneficial it, to him. Not to be if like, it was a PR relationship. Not saying that it is. Yeah, but if it was a PR relationship, he is definitely getting his his end of the deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's like that's the thing. Is like, is it? a PR relationship in that they hate each other and they never want to actually be with each other, but they're in front of mm-hmm. the camera. Like, no. no, but they are public figures. So there is a public component to this. And we have mm-hmm. seen Taylor through many iterations of relationships decide how and what she will share and when. And so the idea that, I mean, she likes to control the narrative, which is totally her prerogative being in the public eye. Um, and so we saw with Joe Alwyn how they were much more private. She didn't talk about it. They were racing to cars. Now she's living a much more loud life, which, you know, could have social reasons of like sticking it to the man, like F- <laughs> Joe Alwyn or like, or it could be like, yeah, I'm young. Why shouldn't I have fun? Like, yes, mm-hmm. who who can stop me? Or it could mm-hmm. be that she feels safe because after years of being hated, she's now able to like She's like everyone's favorite. Yeah. So it's like it. I think. I think it's interesting the way she chooses to navigate this very public relationship. I think it's helpful that he pursued her by all accounts. Like he was the one to tell the story about the friendship bracelet. He was the one to be like, "I'd love to see her rocket." This is my pickup line. Like all of that, and so that probably took pressure off of her to be seen with him because he'd already established this is who he wants. Like, this is going to happen. Like, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like seeing her out and about with Harry Styles and everyone being like, oh my gosh, are they dating? What's happening? Oh my gosh. And so it probably took some of the pressure off. And, you know, also if it did start as like a fun little thing and they just started liking each other, it makes sense. It checks out. They're both kind of like goofy, dorky, like earnest types mm-hmm. by all accounts. Yeah. Um, and come from the same kind of background like we've talked before. Yeah middle class grown up and then you know boosted to that fame so they're they're they're, they have that down to earth yeah upbringing and they and the family values yeah and behind them yeah but if the lyric change broke the internet the end of the show just like eviscerated yes oh my goodness which is so interesting because in the reputation or in the the document um Miss Americana, we see after a show, Taylor running up to Joe. You don't even see Joe's face, really. You just see Taylor hugging a guy in a hat with blonde hair and is after a show celebrating, a sh- you know, their love and her excitement to see him after she performs. And then you contrast this with her running publicly to Travis, waiting in the wings. He's waving to everybody. And then they they embrace each other. Sneaky. They kiss. And then they, she has her arm around him and they walk out. And that was the first thing that I thought of when I saw that was the contrast between those two images and it was very interesting. Yeah, I've seen a lot of commentary about that. I think it's like, you know, Swifties need to remember that they do this every time where it's like when she's with someone, you're like, oh my gosh, in game, like that's, they're so perfect together. I love them. And then once it's over, it's like, that guy was trash. He never let her... And so I think it's easy to like rewrite history based on how you Mm -hmm. like where she is now. I like, for instance, they're like, oh, Travis has gone to more shows than Joe Alwyn ever did already. And it's like, well, yeah, but they might have different reasons for that. And if Joe has a boundary, that's okay. Like, it's okay. Taylor was happy to deal with that for six years. Mm -hmm. And the hug thing, it, it felt very much like British, British upper class 
compared to the golden retriever energy of mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey. So it might just be a, you know, an emotive yeah. difference of how someone engages with excitement. That doesn't mean that they feel less oh, excited, yeah. just that there may be oh, less. Oh, yeah. And I, my whole point was just how different the relationship is in the public yeah, yeah, eye. Yeah. Like we didn't see those moments between Joe and Taylor. We did totally. see them together in public. They were like, like you know, dipping their heads, trying to get away. Whereas we see Travis and Taylor, you know, just casually strolling down New yeah. York City, holding hands, smiling, not trying to avert gaze. So it's, you know, definitely a different persona that we're getting, yeah. you know, who For knows sure. what's who knows what's gonna happen? I'm not saying that that Joe. <laughs> no, and her I know. Were bad. I had just seen all these. I had seen all of that too, of like people being like, "Oh, see, I didn't see any of that. Oh, I just it. came up with it <laughs> in my mind." Yeah, no, everyone was like, all of my Insta my TikTok feed was just like, Joe hated. Her. Oh no! <laughs> but it's like impossible to know, and I also think it's like you know, Taylor has said that she wanted to be private and we can't just believe that she's strong, independent, powerful, but then also just giving in to her boyfriend's whims or whatever. So if yeah. at that phase of life she wanted to be private and keep it quiet and not show it, whether that's because she respects him or because she was feeling the same sort of like need mm -hmm. to de detach from that public well, eye. Well, when you, like you had mentioned, when you, when you see where she was when she started dating Joe – during the Taylor Swift is over, Taylor Swift is dead, RIP Taylor, versus now where everyone is celebrating her. People who in 1989 era that I worked with would tease <laughs> me for being in line to yeah. buy tickets versus now they are the hugest Swifties that anyone knows. Like mm -hmm. there's such a different totally comparison. Different, yeah. So of course those relationships, the start of those relationships, the reason why they get into those relationships going to be different, going to be seen different, going to be acting different. They're not the same people that they were yeah. six, seven years ago. Yeah, I, That's so true because I, I saw a picture <laughs> of Travis and Jason I, when they were like playing for Cincinnati. I don't know if it was for college and <laughs> they looked like goobers. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're all, yeah, they're definitely both golden retrievers and, you know, that energy works. But I also yeah. think realistically they are public figures and her doing that at the show averted any and all attention that had been building about like current global events. And yeah, I know yeah. there's been a lot of expectation for Taylor to either speak out against mm -hmm. the ongoing war crimes in Gaza or to pull out her Eras tour film from showing in Israel until there's a ceasefire. And there mm -hmm. was a lot of momentum on that around her and Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And all of that has magically faded with the glowy, um, starry-eyed uh, news about her mm -hmm. and her boo. So yeah, the more jaded side of me thinks that two truths can exist and she can be happy and in love and she can also see an opportunity to spin attention as needed <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and that's okay i mean i yeah <laughs> selena gomez got chewed up for her non-statement so <laughs> yeah so taylor's like let's have him talking about something else oh yeah it's just it, it's it's wild times and i I'm someone who struggles with the dichotomy of it where I'm like, you know, I want to enjoy the joy that we have, but it's also like mm -hmm. there's a lot of a lot of horror that not one person can save, but I, I think it's important for each of us from little old me with, you know, a very small platform to someone like Taylor Swift, new billionaire mm -hmm. with a, t a much bigger platform mm -hmm. to realize that all we really have is uh, – each other's voices and like trying to find solidarity to take care of the most harmed and mm -hmm. um, least privileged amongst us because uh, the powers that be aren't really doing a good job. So, yeah. So that's, that's my um, probably jaded and unpopular opinion, but I, <laughs> I think that it, I have been able to accept that I like Taylor for her music 
and her personal life is of interest as far as how those two intersect, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like the hero worship has probably left my blood a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that probably left your blood way yeah. before this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just much more relaxed about it. So it's like, yeah, they're dating yeah. and they're happy to tell everyone about it for whatever reasons. Yeah. And I'm surprised you wanted to talk about it today because I know you're like, oh, she's dating someone. <laughs> uh, but we had to, you guys. We had to because that's all anyone can talk about. So if we didn't talk about it. I I, I like talking about it. Okay. I'm not okay. saying that we're beneath, we're above it. I didn't mean to imply that. No, you just <laughs> want to speculate about her relationships because I, cause it, was, it was during the speculation period that you're like, well, 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 well. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I'm excited for this episode. I, like Mm -hmm. we said last week, um, the vault tracks have grown on me and Is It Over Now has always been one of the, one of my favorites, one of the most interesting Mm -hmm. and and, um, fun. And she performed it on her last night in Argentina. And so she she performed it on night night two. So the night that Travis was there, she performed her first mashup. Is it over now with out of the woods? First mashup of the tour. And then she, she uh, played end game. Yes. She played reputation, which was kind of cute because she was talking about like the end of one relationship and then finding an end game. So could that, speculate to who was in the crowd <laughs> yeah i mean i i saw someone on tiktok realize that the out of the woods bridge fits in between the bridge and outro for is it over now and taylor yes. taylor liked that so i wonder like one if it was intentional or two if she was inspired and three if that creator is doing okay <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she was inspired similarly yeah. to Kelly Clarkson saying, Hey Taylor, you should re-record these. Yeah. And that's what she ends up doing. Yeah. I think if she liked it, we know she saw it. Yeah. I feel like she's like, damn, I'm a genius. Like she's I mean, like, I didn't even know. <laughs> she is a mastermind, so possibly. Yeah. But I'd like to I'd like to think that that creator created the thought. I know. Uh, an amazing an amazing achievement honestly yeah really um, is. but yeah is it over now uh taylor talked about this when she like ex- did some interview about like her vault tracks and she said that she saw it as sort of a sister to out of the woods and i wish you would um i wanted to end the album with it because i think it's kind of a fun play of words and that ultimately it wasn't on the original 1989 because quote I had to make some tough choices um and it was one of those things that was left behind Mm -hmm. which is interesting it's interesting and I think there's a lot of reasons for it especially comparing it to these songs she cites as out of the wood and out of the woods and I wish you would but um but she says she's really happy this song is out now it's one of her faves she was headbanging every time the verses started so cute yeah Yep, she's every single time it comes on. I think this was actually a voice memo because she did a voice oh, memo yeah, yeah, yeah. for every single vault track that she, if you guys have a Tumblr, she put it on Tumblr. You can also find oh it gosh. anywhere and everywhere. Um, but she's I, trying to yeah. make Tumblr happen again. How nice She is. She is. We have Mean Girls coming back around. Yeah. We have all the things from the past coming around. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, everyone loves this song. Critics loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Elle called it one of at, Taylor at her most blunt and most savage. NME said the song stings with resentment. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the song stinks. And I was like, oh, what? no, it just stings. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's been great feedback. Um, I think it's been sent to radio, so it might be an official single at this point, but I don't, mm-hmm. nothing's really been formalize as far as like you know an announcement or a music video or whatnot so yeah. it might just be a radio single um but i'm excited yeah let's get into it so taylor swift i think was the only one who wrote this but as a shock and surprise you can correct me if i'm wrong but jack and taylor produced it which we get a lot of the the midnight sound 
on this and a lot of people have compared it to like question kind of like question is another bounce off of one of these songs yeah but Um, does have a writing credit just for oh oh thank you thank you (laughs) i wasn't serious reporters i just wanted to do that (laughs) well I was like, I was like, I thought someone else wrote it, but I know Jen Antonoff produced it. So yeah, thank yeah. you for for crediting for crediting him and yeah. correcting me. So <laughs> I'll start getting into the lyrics. And in the very beginning, we have that overproduced like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and what that and what that overproduced and it goes into like deep, deep voices. What and what it's saying is, is it, is it, is it, is it, is it? Is it? And then, which we know Taylor, when she's doing all these repetitions, like, are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods? Or indelicate, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it? It's supposed to create that anxiety feeling. Although I could not understand. Yeah, It's really quick. And so a lot of people are comparing those two, but I didn't get that, the anxiety feeling because I didn't know what it was said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But let's get into verse one. Once the flight had flown. With the wheel to the rose, I slept all alone. You still won't go. Cute. It mm-hmm. starts out very romantic, very much like fairy tale once imagery. The, once the flight had flown. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, very <laughs> airy. Yeah. And um, I like this setup. I, I think it's definitely the more poetic of the songs. Like the song gets mm-hmm. much more literal, visceral, very fast. And this is much more like metaphorical yes um, which I think is interesting but I think it ties into this idea that it was what she thought was a fairy tale but like a rose it doesn't last long and mm-hmm. she has to kind of live with that and the idea of setting us up in that space where it's over but you can't let it go mm-hmm. is a great way to segue into what she eventually spills the tea on um and just that that image of like I slept all alone, but you still want to go, and how like, it, yeah, it's just like it it, it, it reminds me of Maroon, and mm-hmm. I wake with your memory over me. That's a real fucking legacy to leave. Um, I feel like that. that's I feel like the I, and I don't know. I thought Maroon I was like Maroon's all about a friendship, and I think you had thought it was about Joe. I don't remember, but a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, this song is. A lot of people are thinking that Maroon was about about Harry and Taylor's relationship. So like that, just that line kind of ties mm-hmm. it together. And who knows if it really, if yeah. that's really it. But I love how she talks about like once once relationship was over, once our love was gone, it, you weren't really gone for me. Yeah, I still thought about you all alone. I was alone, but not yeah. really. Yeah, it's sort of this like dreamscape, and then it drops us into the. Chorus. Yes, yes. And let's go into that. Let's fast forward to 300 takeout copies later. I see your profile and your smile on unsuspecting waiters. You dream of my mouth before it called you a lying traitor. You search for in every maiden's bed for something greater, baby. Was it over when you laid down on your couch? Was it over when he unbuttoned my blouse? Come here, I whisper in your ear, in your dreams as you pass out, baby. Was it over then? And is it over now? <laughs> it's a great song. It's really catchy. I think it's very immediately obvious why this wasn't on 1989. And I sort of touched on it last episode where it's mm-hmm. like 1989 was going for a very specific, like, broad picture. Let's step back from the Easter eggs and sort of like mm-hmm. – in comparison, because obviously it still has yeah. many an Easter egg, many a reference, style, the snowmobile accident, whatever you want. But it was the songs as they are are definitely more generic compared to Taylor's usual repertoire. And this is very specific. And detailed. <laughs> and, and, detailed. We, and we see that just in and so and like as we get more into the chorus. And we talked about last episode too, like she was trying to step away from playing the victim. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the song makes her a victim, yeah. but it definitely does call out Harry Styles yeah. and some of his behaviors with, you know, the fans would have, yes. at least the One Direction fans <laughs> would have like, just Terrifying. like pummeled her. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Um, let's fast forward to 300 takeout coffees later. Um, people have sort of done the quick math that it's like mm-hmm. that's about 10 months, yeah, which is the exact number referenced in 
clean. 10 months sober, I must admit, just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it. So it's a nice like link and parallel um, that again puts you right in that that energy of like, oh, like why can't I let this go? How am I going to get over this? Like, oh, I need this yep. like storm to come so I can be yep. clean. Yep. Um, and I thought it was interesting that I saw someone on TikTok make these, this comparison because she says, I see your profile and your smile on unsuspecting waiters. And um, I just thought that was interesting because when you're talking about coffees and unsuspecting waiters and takeout coffees, it could really be a play on words and a double meaning that, you know, he's not literally at a coffee shop. He has gone home with somebody and, you know, when you're leaving, the person's giving them a coffee. It's kind of either it's a one night stand or someone that you're just like flinging with. And, you know, the waiter is really that girl you've gone home with and mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to suspect from him. Like she hasn't experienced that mm-hmm. yet. And I thought that was a pretty interesting take that I, I saw. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I see it as like similar to, oh, what is it? Where she sings about like, dang it, I don't know. Oh, um, <laughs> happens to me. But all no, the time. yeah, just like this idea of like, oh, you're always seeing someone. Oh, I thought I saw you at the bus stop, but I didn't. That I one did just know. like this idea of like, you're constantly caught up in like the anxiety of like, wait, is that him? Like, oh my gosh, what? Mm-hmm. And I think um, to pair that with you dream of my mouth before it called you a lion traitor, mm-hmm. it's sort of that like fun viciousness that I love about Taylor. And it's like such a good kiss off, this sort of like middle finger, like, yeah, you might be like, you might be out of my life and I might be obsessing over you, but I know damn well you must be thinking about me too. Mm -hmm. And just this sort of like zinger of like, you won't, you know, I bet you think about me. You're going to be like searching your whole life to find something like this. And I think that's just like Taylor at her best when she's like that sort of indignant viper. (laughs) Well, let me look up the song because – there's a song that Taylor, that Harriet sang, and I think it's called Falling. And he even talks about in the first verse. Let me see. Yeah, it's from the dining table. He wrote, yeah. woke up to the girl who looked just like you. I almost said your name. Yeah, and then he talks about, you know, I can't unpack the baggage. You know, what am I going to do now? What am I now? What if I'm someone I don't want around? You know, he's just it's very interesting because people have like tied those two songs together yeah. and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, that's interesting. Well, I think it's was like, this- Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you go. No, I was just going to say, um, this sort of part of the bridge where she, I mean the chorus where she's like, was it over when she laid down on your couch? Was it over when mm-hmm. he unbuttoned my blouse? And then she's haunting his dreams and she says, was it over then? And is it over now? So there's this confusion at play with the sort of timeline of this song or the perspective. Um, and I think that does mm-hmm. play into the Harry Styles, Taylor Swift relationship as we know it, which was yeah. very on again, off again. They had that early spring relationship, took a break after he was seen kissing someone else, ended up back together right around Christmas, broke mm-hmm. up right after New Year's. And so this idea of the was versus the is and this sort of question mark of, wait, like, I think there's like a double we, play happening. Are we going to get back together? Because that's what we've done in the past. Like, like, do they really know if it's over? Yeah. And also like, oh, like, were you, is this cheating on me? Like, were we done before you got mm-hmm. back into bed with her? Like, were we cheating mm-hmm. on one another? Or was it a situationship where it was like loosey-goosey terms? Who knows? And now is this going to be the cause for us being over and just that like impossibility of a question that she clearly can't can't answer and that she's just like desperate to understand because she's like wait was it over then or is it like ending now or is it like has it ended already (laughs) it's just like she's confused and you feel confused well when in style when she was giving an interview she actually said that style who we all know is about harry you know duh the song is actually about those relationships that are never really done i think everyone has that one person who floats out 
in and out of their life and the narrative's never truly over. So that definitely just like answers that question too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure that will come back up again, but we can go to the next verse. Yes. So she says a lot of is it, is it, is it. But then verse <laughs> two. Verse two, people lost their minds yes. over. Um, so verse two, when you lost control, red blood, white snow, blue dress on a boat, your new girl is my clone. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Hmm. Like so much of just like their relationship and tying songs together in just verse two. Yeah, the vehicular manslaughter on display again. <laughs> okay, let's just say he did not kill anybody. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> um, no, I, I think about what would have happened if this came out instead of instead of Out of the Woods. And like, mm-hmm. I think this this line would have been much more alarming, you know? Red blood, white mm-hmm. snow. Oh my gosh, you did murder someone. Whereas we have the context of Out of the Woods where she sings yeah. 20 stitches in the hospital room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then drawing out the iconic like breakup photo of her sat on the on the boat in a blue dress. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I know. Honestly iconic and hilarious that she <laughs> used it here. I think it's mm-hmm. – I think if there was any finessing happening um, – I think that would have been a fun line to add in later now that she's older and knows how viral that meme is. But yeah, I do think this feels more like what she was writing at the time. So mm-hmm. it does feel like authentic. But yeah, obviously the you know your new girl is a clone is a perfect dig at Harry Styles' dating patterns after her. Mm-hmm. And again well- – he just he, – like, I didn't – remember last time I was like, I don't know when he's dated yeah. looks like Taylor. Like, because I quickly scanned his relationship history. But he – right after Taylor, he dated Australian model Nadine Leopold, which when you look at her, she's white, blonde hair, blue eyes, similar-esque structure, but not – they don't look like twins. But I can see where that goes. Yeah. She has blue eyes. She has a reference to, like – if she has blue eyes, I can surmise she'll date her. Like, the, you know, there, there's ties to that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's go into the bridge. And did you think I didn't see you? There were flashing lights. At least I had the decency to keep my nights out of sight. Only rumors about my hips and thighs and my whispered sighs. Oh, Lord, I think about jumping off of very tall somethings just to see you come running and say the one thing I've been wanting. But no. I, that's a great part. It's a great part. Yes. I mean, not that's the head banging. Yeah. <laughs> that's the head banging part. Are you going to do the TikTok dance? Have you learned it? I, have I seen the TikTok dance? I took a break from TikTok because I got so oh. much – I was getting so much bad comments on one of my posts. And I was oh. like – in my mental head space yeah, yeah. where I just experienced a loss, I was totally. like, F you. And so – Yeah, no, there's can a viral you, dance and then can you, her dancers can you do did it. Um, oh. Like they recorded a TikTok of them doing it too. Oh, I'll find can it you do it? it to you. Can Absolutely you not. Right I literally was trying and I could not. <laughs> I do not think so. But no, I think this is a fun this is a f- fun verse where she shows off her ability to be like super wordy in a in a still very catchy song because um, mm-hmm. she really packs it in here. Yeah. And this, yeah, she does. In, and it's really just like very telling for the relationship. And I remembered the article that she did for um, Ver- Vanity Fair did a cover mm-hmm. feature of her in 2013. So March 2013, right after the blue dress on a boat. Um, she was doing this interview. They sort of like hinted at like, oh, well, you've been dating a lot. Like you've been dating Harry. And she was like, she told the reporter that she doesn't comment on relationships. But then she put the reporter in touch with what he calls her close friend to give an explanation. <laughs> Which is so hysterical to me. But she, this source says that 
the Harry Styles like relationship was completely like misconstrued in the media that Taylor wasn't pursuing him, but that he was actively chasing Taylor Swift for a year. Quote, he wore her down. And so there was this weekend where they got really close in the spring. He's like, you're amazing. I want to be with you. Let's do this. And then soon after that on tour, he was seen kissing mm-hmm. another woman. And yeah. that- Emily, Emma Ostley. Yeah. And then... Um, a model. Yeah, a model. And Taylor Swift's source said that he texted her to be like, oh, it's no big deal. I was just kissing a friend goodbye. But then when she saw the pictures online, she found out they were like making out with their hands all up in each other's hair. I mean, that's how I kiss you goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, it's a classic goodbye friend kiss. Um, And so then the rest of her version of the story is that Swift ended the relationship. um, And then... Harry continued pursuing her for the better part of a year, professing his devotion and promising never to stray again. Quote, so then they got back together, but the whole time she says she feels like he's looking at every girl and thinking about every girl. And then when they were in London, he disappears one night. And after that, he was just like, I don't want to keep this going. And now he's texting her again nonstop. And Harry's team said this was all false. And this is just what was printed in Vanity Fairs. And this is right right around the time that she's saying we are never ever getting back together at the Grammys in February where he changed she changed the phone call to a British accent Mm -hmm. so clearly like a lot of yeah just sort of that simmering rage like just the Mm -hmm. jilted woman like you know this perspective of being wronged again and again for trusting someone who said that you could and being betrayed by that I think is what's happening here and what's interesting and it reads almost exactly like twilight new moon twilight eclipse twilight new moon the second one (laughs) where where Edward dumps Bella and Bella okay. becomes obsessed with committing near suicide so that yes. she can see his ghost. And I was like, Taylor, this is this is fan fiction. <laughs> well, and then you have her in the Out of the Woods music video jumping off of 13 things, <laughs> yeah. like cliff diving. Yeah. So yeah. she was really feeling it. Um, but no, I think, I mean, that's not a healthy way to react, right, is this idea. But mm-hmm. I think it's an honest feeling of like – this sort of um what's it called like a like a negative thought or whatever where you're like I could throw myself off this cliff and he wouldn't care or whatever it is and just like that vulnerability and that turmoil um it feels really like raw and and sad Mm -hmm. and scary and it's Mm -hmm. really really vulnerable to like admit that especially when it's like no one respects that relation relationship publicly anyways so for you to be Mm -hmm. like I would literally throw myself off of a bridge just to hear you say, I love you because I know there has to have been something there. Yeah. It's like, it's brutal. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. very sad. Um, But she sings it with such viciousness here that you feel like, yeah, you side with her automatically, you know, you're right there with her. And And then in the back of her mind, she's like, okay, well, we ended once, we got back together is it over now or, or are we going to get back together? Like she has this fishness, but then she like, she has that hope that like, okay, yeah. I'll do something. He's going to, he pursued me for a year after he messed up. He has to come back again. Yeah. Like, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and I like this, like, did you think I didn't see you? Like there's photographic evidence, sir. Mm-hmm. And like, at least I played like discretionary like with my love life so I didn't rub your nose in it but you've just been hurting me on top of hurting me and Mm -hmm. even so she just wants one thing from you one thing yeah but no I love how she's like you know at least I have the decency to keep my hips and thighs my rumored size I was like whoa like that just that caught me off guard right there I was like oh Taylor this is spicy I know (laughs) especially thinking about what ended up on on 1989 and it was like you take off your coat and everyone's yeah. like <gasps> and then a tangled I forget what it was like they're talking about how they're tangled to like their bodies were, yeah, yeah. were tangled together hindsight, tangled up with me all night yes so there's like two sexual references in the whole thing <laughs> and this. she keeps this <laughs> off of it it's good because she would have lost a lot of middle-aged yeah. white men who thought she was virgin yeah 
<laughs> okay, so let's go in the pre-course. I think we don't have anything new to get into, but I do want to interject the out of the woods lyrics um, into that section where Taylor's saying, if that's okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do we? Do well, we have any I'm, new I verses? lost track of us. So we are pre-chorus. Let's fast forward. Oh to yeah, but yeah. no, yeah, okay. yeah, but no. Yeah. Pre-chorus. Let's fast forward to three hundred awkward blind dates later. That's new. If she got blue eyes, I will surmise that you'll probably date her. You dream of my mouth before you called it before it called you a lighting traitor. You search in every model's bed for something greater. Baby. So this is new. I, for, I forgot. So it went from 300 takeout coffees later to 300 awkward blind dates later. And then she pulls in the blue eyes. You'll probably date her. And then, you know, you search in every model's bed for something greater. She's had maiden and model. And which is interesting. He quote unquote cheated on her with a model. And then after they broke up, started dating a model so that's definitely something that's very like irksome mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. always and then she started yeah. dating models just kidding i would go into the chorus was it over when she lay down on your couch was it over when he unbuttoned my blouse come here i whisper in your ear in your dream as you passed out baby was it over then and is it over now or and is it over now and then post chorus uh-huh is it is it is it uh-huh is it is it Remember when you hit the brakes too soon, 20 stitches in the hospital room, when you started crying, baby, I did too. But when the sun came up, I was looking at you. Remember when we couldn't take the heat? I walked out and said, I'm setting you free. But the monsters turned out to be just trees. When some came up, you were looking at me. You were looking at me. Oh, you're looking at me. I remember. I remember. So this right here, this verse basically says she's the one who did break up with him. And so the, the source close to taylor swift told the truth <laughs> she broke up with him yeah but yeah so but i thought she i think still that, wishes it wasn't over yeah be, well <laughs> because in one of the lyrics oh what lyric was it that what saw i don't remember what track it is but we'll get into it when we go on but she basically said she had to break up with him because of because of what he was doing like he was yeah. trying to what song was it I think it was Suburban Legends or Say yes. Don't Go. Yeah. Like, so she broke up with him because she was forced to break up with him. It wasn't yeah. that, you know, she wanted to. And I've been in those situations before. So when I heard that lyric on that song, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I think there's also a reading of this where she was also flirting with, or maybe it is on, there's one of the songs on here where she admits, like similar to style where she's like, I've been there too a few times. Like they were both sort of messy around one another and, you know, like wishing they could be together, but maybe messing things up. But we don't know when that timeline exactly was. Like, was that during that 10 month or not the 10 month during that break where she, you know, they first got together. She saw the photos. Totally. I don't know. But we We also don't know. That's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. We don't know anything. Yeah. It's like uh, I think these vault tracks are much more gray, like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like they shared a darker side of Taylor's tendencies maybe, which she's hinted at in later songs about her hand in infidelity or Mm -hmm. flirting with disaster. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, again, it's not necessarily surprising that these ones ended up on the cutting room floor for America's Sweetheart. Um, Definitely. Well, then, then we go into the bridge to close the song out because, uh, you know, that verse, if you didn't know, was the bridge in Out of the Woods. So for those who are confused, <laughs> that's I'm confused where we I can't keep track of the length of the song. So we're at the bridge. We're okay. closing it out because I, I listened to the whole song that she sang in Argentina to know where she put it. Okay. So we're closing it out, the bridge. Think I didn't see you. There were flashing lights. At least I had the decency to keep my nights out of sight. Only rumors about my hips and thighs and my whispered sighs. Oh, Lord. I think about jumping off a very tall somethings just to see you come running and say the one thing I've been wanting. But no. Flashing lights. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's fast forward to 300 takeout coffees later. I was hoping you'd be there and say the one thing I've been wanting. But no. And then she ends out with, was it, 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 was
Yes. For yeah. me, personally, I love this song. Yeah. Yeah. I like Out of the Woods. I don't like the, um, are we out of the woods? Over and over and over. Like, I like the meat 20 of the stitches song. in a hospital room. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. I don't like the, the, the over... Otherwise, you don't otherwise, like the otherwise. majority of it, but the idea of it. <laughs> I like the I like the verses. I like the yeah. I like the overall overall. Yeah. I like it. No, I think this is hard to picture on 1991 because it definitely has more of those midnight synths and like the style that Jack Antonoff has has swung towards with her later albums. Mm-hmm. Um and I think on one of the bonus tracks they admitted that they didn't know how to make a production of it. Um, so that's why it was cu- left on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of can't picture this, but I also, I really like Out of the Woods and I Wish You Would. Like those are honestly two of my favorites off the album. And mm-hmm. I think they do a good job telling the story as needed for that album. But yeah. I do think this song is stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And I wonder if they didn't really know how to produce it, but after doing Midnight's and the other albums are like, okay, we know what to do with this song. They yeah. have that inspiration. They've they have the the past. Like, they okay, have that from yeah. Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 They're yeah. like, I know what this needs. Yeah. Yeah. It needs some get Meredith in here walking on a keyboard again. Like, please. <laughs> oh, but that's that's it, you guys. That's it. And I I think this Is episode might now? be over soon. Is it over now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we've gone on long enough, but, um, hopefully we'll be back next, next week. I have no travel plans. Yeah, I know. Me neither. Oh my gosh. I need to get lives. (laughs) But hopefully we'll be able to talk about our, uh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. Are we doing 1950s gymnasiums or like broken friendships? I told my mom to go off my chest. That's been in my head. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Um, But until then, you can always find us on Instagram at Swiftish Podcast Mm -hmm. or email us. Email us at swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. I was going to say TikTok, but it seems we're on a hiatus, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Everyone stop being mean, please. I know. That goes to everyone. It's off a a post that was months and months ago. I know. It's so annoying how like TikTok won't let things die. I know. Um, But anyways, um, I am Shelby. (laughs) And I'm Ashley. (laughs) And uh, uh, yeah, this needs to be over now. So uh, we'll just uh, let that be it. (laughs)